Matthew 14, verse 25. Matthew 14, verse 25 says, And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But Jesus straightway, uh, but straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. And they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying of a truth, thou art the Son of God. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for these guys being in your house today, Lord. God, it is a privilege to be in your house, Lord, and to have the ability to soak up uh, the truth of the Word of God, Lord. And God, I thank you for the opportunity to preach it, Lord. God, I pray you would be pleased with our class today. Help us to have ears to hear. Help us to have lives that are ready to live these things out. pray you would give me um, the right words and thoughts and spirit to be clear and understandable. And God, help it to challenge us. I pray that it would go far beyond just learning, but God, that it would really challenge us to change behavior, to change thought patterns, Lord, to change our lives, Lord, with your help. I pray you would do that. I pray you would confront all of us where we need it. And God, that you would take us to where you want us to be as a result, that you would help us to grow. And Lord, um, help us to hear your voice through the preaching. Lord, make us more like you. God, your word is filled with treasures. Lord, I pray you would just open those up to us, help us to understand them. And God, help our lives to be different as a result. Thank you for these fellas. Give us a great time around your word right now. We need you, Lord. We can't do this without you. But God, if you will help us, God, you can change lives. That's what we're asking for. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys can be seated. Thank you for standing. Guys, this is a very famous and familiar story for most of us that have been coming to church. It's the story of how Jesus walked on the water, right? And then as it goes on, Peter joins him. And Peter walks on the water as well. And it's very well known. We've probably all heard it alluded to or taught about. But to me, guys, this story is almost like a picture or a microcosm of the whole Christian life. A microcosm just means like it's something miniature, but it contains like all the necessary truth or all the necessary requirements you need for something. Um, it's like a small picture, but it shows so much. The whole, to me, the whole Christian life is like right here in a nutshell. In a very small way, in a short story, I feel like pretty much everything is covered. <clears throat> so it is a picture, a microcosm of the whole Christian life. We're here around Christmas time, right? And you guys, I'm sure, have seen uh, snow globes, right? Yeah. Familiar with those? It has some kind of scene. Maybe it's a city. Maybe it's, you know, Santa and his reindeer. I don't know what the scene is, but it's got some kind of scene or picture inside. And then you shake it and it has like things that look like snow coming down to me, this story, you could call it a storm globe because it's not snow coming down. It's a storm that's all around. But to me, it's like the whole Christian life is in there. And you see this storm coming down, but it's all contained in there. So I want to preach about this thought. It's not a very original title. It's called The Christian Life because I feel like the whole Christian life is contained in here. But I hope this will be a challenge to you guys. I hope this will be a blessing to you. The Christian life. Listen, the day you got saved, you started out your Christian life. Now, how are we going to live it successfully? That's what we're talking about, the Christian life. First of all, verse number 25. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. Guys, the Christian life starts with, number one, a supernatural person. 
a supernatural person. You say, who are you talking about? Jesus. That's who I'm talking about. It says in the fourth watch of the night, that's between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., Jesus comes walking on top of the water. Guys, can I remind you, no one does that. No one can do that. You say, no, I saw this video. It was fake. Right? No, I saw these two dudes. No, didn't work. And you've probably seen the things where guys are step on top of a water pack of bottles of water and say, look, I'm walking on water. That's fake. That's cheating. You're walking on top of the bottles, not actually the water. Only Jesus could do this, right? Guys, this is a very simple question, but why could Jesus do that? And why is he the only one that could do that? Because he's him. Because he's him. Okay. Could we elaborate a little bit? He's all powerful. He's all powerful? Why is he all powerful? He's Son of God. He's God, right? He's God. That's why he can do it. He's God. It's very simple, but guys, he is divine. He's God. Guys, we need to recognize that. Listen, guys, that's why we preach about him every week. That's why we teach to you about him. That's why we sing about him. That's why it's all about exalting him. That's why we want to bring people into this church so that they can hear about him. You know why? Because he's not just a good person. He's not just, he didn't just do cool miracles. He didn't just preach some good messages and have cool illustrations and have memorable things he talked about. It wasn't, guys, that he was just a good man that got martyred for a, for a great cause. Listen, are some of those things true about him? Yes, but in, such, in so much of a greater way, guys, he's God. He is God manifested in the flesh. Guys, he is the one that created everything. The Bible says all things, get that, all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Everything we see around us is because Jesus made it. He created everything. Guys, when he, when the angel was announcing his birth to Mary, she said, uh, the angel said to Mary that they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Yeah. It's very clear. Guys, he's not just a good person. He's not just a representative of God. He is God. You sound confused. I thought God the Father was God. He is. And so is the Holy Spirit. It's called the Trinity. Three in one. You say, I can't totally understand that. I don't think anybody can. Yeah. But guys, that's what the Bible teaches. Yeah. Listen, God the Father is God. God the Son is God. God the Holy Spirit is God. Jesus <laughs> is God. That's what we're dealing with. We've got to realize that. We've got to recognize that. Listen, a lot of people want to downgrade him, want to discount him, want to come up with some excuse and try to slide by that. Guys, we want to be very clear and direct about this. Jesus is God. He's not close to a God. He's not similar to a God. He's not a God. He is the God. He created everything. As I said, when they announced his birth, they said, this is Emmanuel, God with us, that he's come down to be with us here on earth. And then, guys, in Hebrews 1.3, it talks about that he had by himself purged our sins. Mm -hmm. You know what the Bible says? Only God can cleanse sin. Only God can forgive sin. Mm -hmm. In Hebrews 1.3 it says that Jesus by himself he he didn't need any help. He didn't need his mom to help him. He didn't need his disciples to do anything. They couldn't have done anything anyway. He could. He didn't need some group of people to try to muster up some strength to help him. He did it by himself. He purged our sins. And guys, only God can forgive sins, proving Jesus is God. I could go and go and go and go on that. But guys, it's very simple. Jesus is God, the supernatural person. Guys, one day you heard about him. One day, either you came to this church or somebody gave you a track and we said, listen, you need to hear about Jesus. You need to know about him. He's the one that can save those teen boys that you talk to, right? He's the one that can change people's lives. Why, why, why? Because he's God. Right. 
not just a good person, guys. He's God. We need to realize that, recognize that, no matter what false religions may say, no matter what deniers may come up with. And he's God. And it's demonstrated. Guys, this is one demonstration of it. He's walking on top of the water. Nobody does that. Nobody can do that. He's walking on top of the water. He had unequaled power and unique works. Guys, when you read the Bible and it says Jesus healed uh, blind eyes, it's because he's God. That he gave hearing to deaf ears, it's because he's God. That he raised dead people to life again, it's because he's God. All of his works prove who he is. And this is just another example of that, that Jesus walked on top of the water. He's a supernatural person. He's divine. He demonstrated it. And guys, in verse number 33, after this story is basically over, it says, Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying of a truth, Thou art the Son of God. Guys, you know, this is after the storm. This is when Jesus had brought them through the storm. They got a deeper appreciation for who he is when he led them through that storm. You say, what do you mean? I mean, if you will ride out some storms with Jesus and come to the other side Mm -hmm. and see him protect you and see him preserve you and see him bring you through some hard things and you see that he brings you out victorious on the other side, you'll get a deeper appreciation for who he is. He's God. When you've been through some storms with him. Guys, again, that's why we preach so hard about him. Hey, guys, that's why Aiden... New guys that come to church, we want to tell them about Jesus. It's not that we want to necessarily tell them about our history of our church, how great we are, and what we do for people. It's not about that. It, guys, it, we can introduce them to pastor, but we're not trying to ultimately get them to pastor. We're trying to ultimately get them to Christ. Why? Because he's God. Yeah. He's the supernatural person. He has all power, and he can do anything. Why? Because he's God. We got it? Simple, right? But guys, can I tell you, some people come to church for years, and they haven't nailed that down. still kind of fuzzy on that, still kind of confused. Jesus is God. That's why he's walking on the water here. Mm -hmm. And that's why he did all the things that he did in his earthly ministry to prove who he is. In fact, let me give you this one last thing before I move on. In John 20, verse, I believe it's 20, 31. John says, in many other signs, truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in the book of John. He says, but these are written that you might know that Jesus that he is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing he might have life through his name. He's saying, I put these miracles in my book that I've written, and it's to prove who he is, that he's God, and that if you believe in him, you get eternal life. That's it. He boiled it all down and said, you want the essential information? He's God, and he can save you. Bam. I like that. The Christian life, it starts with a supernatural person. But guys, can I tell you what makes Jesus so great? Yes, he's God. Yes, he has all power, all wisdom, all knowledge. He created everything. He's almighty. We get that. The thing that makes Jesus so great, though, what I want to dive into, point number two, the steps of progress. Now, Jesus comes walking on top of the water, right? And these guys are in the middle of a horrendous storm. These disciples, Jesus put them on this boat a few verses earlier. They go out. They're in the middle of the Sea of Galilee, in the middle You say, what's the big deal about in the middle? Well, you can't go that way. You can't go that way. You're stuck in the middle. And they're in the middle of a terrible storm. Guys, verse 24, look at this. It says, the ship was in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves. Guys, this means that the waves are like throwing the boat around. It's so bad. It means violently heaved around. This This is intense. This is a very violent storm. And it says the wind was contrary. That means from all sides. Seems like they can't do anything. And Jesus comes walking on the sea. And guys, let me tell you the, 
what the disciples' reaction was not. You know, by the way, time out. I got to feel bad for these guys, right? These dudes feel like they're all alone, first of all. Jesus put them on this boat and said, I'll come back later. Be like, Lord, come on, come on, don't leave us, you know? But he sends them out there. They feel like they're all alone. Number two, they're in the middle of this terrible storm, which I already explained. It's the middle of the night, guys. It's between 3 and 6 a.m. That's what the fourth watch means in verse number 25. I don't know about you. My brain doesn't function at its peak ability between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. You know, if people were to ask me what my name is, that's when those, you're so tired, you're like, oh, what is, you know, it, it takes you a while because your brain has to get up to speed. Simple questions. I know some of you in school would like name. You're like, huh? You know, date. What? It changes every day. You're like, bro, you may not want to go to the rest of the test. You may want to get your brain up to speed first, you know? It's the middle of the night. And then, guys, when they see Jesus, they don't realize it's him. They think it's a ghost chasing them, verse number 26. These guys are having a rough evening. They feel alone. They're in a storm. It's the middle of the night. They're tired, worn out. They feel like they're going to die there. And then they got a ghost chasing them. These guys are like, this is not my night, dude. This is not my night. Verse 26 does not say when they saw Jesus coming on the, uh, uh, walking on the water, it does not say they were in the middle of the storm. Ah! Oh, there's a light shining from heaven upon this figure walking on top of the water. It must be our Lord Jesus who's come to save us. That is not what verse 26 says. It says when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit, a ghost. They cried out for fear. These poor guys, man. And by the way, guys, when it says they cried out for fear, I don't think this was a manly like, oh, who is that? That's the Lord. I think this was like, if you look up the words, it means a shriek or a shrill, like, they're sounding like little girls here. Like, you say, Brother Tom, you're making them look bad. We probably all would have sound the same. Like, this ghost is after us. Like, just kill me now. I'll just jump in and get it over with, you know? Might as well die before this ghost takes my soul or whatever happens. I don't know. Supernatural person. So they think it's a ghost chasing them, these poor guys. But right after that, Jesus calms them down. Verse 27, there's a settling presence. Straightway, Jesus spake unto them, saying, be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Aren't you glad the Lord does that when we're freaking out in life? We're like, what's going on? The Lord says, hey, hey, calm down. Yeah. Be of good cheer basically means calm down, guys. Yeah. It's all right. I got it under control. Everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, you ever come to church panicked and worried and in and, and fear and maybe through a, who knows, maybe it's through the message, maybe it's through a song, maybe it's through the, the prayer, what, what somebody said during the prayer, Aiden, it kind of calms your spirit and you think, the Lord's got it under control. Man, aren't you glad that we serve a God like that? He says, be of good cheer. Guys, I don't know what you're going through today, but Jesus has it under control. And you can trust in him and you can calm down because he is in control. Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And then Peter says something crazy, which we read the Bible. Peter does that a lot, right? Peter's like, Lord, if it's you, let me come out on the water, on top of the water with you. I don't know about you. If I'm one of the other disciples next to Peter, I'm like, are you crazy, bro? Like, I know we're about to die in the boat, but let me let me teach you something. If you want to guarantee death, get out of the boat. Like, what are you thinking? I know it's not comfortable in this boat right now, but it's better than being outside the boat. Yeah. What are you doing? Peter says, Lord, if it's you, I want to come. I want to take part in this. And you know what Jesus said? Come. And then it says, verse 29, and when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Guys, 
I said, this is the, only Jesus can walk in the water. Now Peter's walking on top of the water. This is the only time this happened in the Bible. You said, you sure? Yeah, I checked. It does not say Moses back in the Old Testament walked. No, it doesn't say that. Elijah, he didn't do it. Jonah, he was in the well under the water, but he did not walk on the This is the only occurrence that happened. The supernatural person, we serve God. We serve Jesus because he's God. Guys, the steps of progress do, though. Guys, can I tell you what makes Jesus so great? It's this. He can help us do what we cannot do in and of ourselves. Did you hear that? Hello? Jesus can help us do what we cannot do in and of ourselves. Jesus is not just some superhero that does amazing things and we step back and say, wow, did you see that? He flew. He did this. He did that. He saved the day. No, Anthony, he can do things in your life and through your life that you can't do by yourself. And guys, he can do that for anybody in the room. He can do it for me and he can do it for you. Guys, let me remind you, Peter did not walk on the water because he was more talented than the other guys. He couldn't walk on the water because the three weeks prior to this event, he had went to water walking school. That doesn't exist because nobody can do it. Guys, the only reason that he could walk on top of the water is because Jesus was giving him the ability to, giving him the power to. You say, uh, Tom, what does it have to do with me? Sorry, but my goal in life is not to walk on top of water. Yeah, I get that. And that's not even what we're dealing with, guys. It's this. Jesus can help us do things that we cannot in and of ourselves. You say like what? Some people come to this church and they think, they hear the preaching and they hear what's what's being laid out in front of them and they think, Kevin, I couldn't change. I know what they're talking about, but man, I can't change my life. You know what? You, you're right. You can't. But you know who can change you? Jesus. He can do it through you. Yeah. Guys, he can turn you into something that you wouldn't even recognize beforehand. Right. That you would say, no, that would never happen. You know why? Because Jesus has all power. He's God, right? Yeah. We've already dealt with that. But he can help you do things that you cannot in and of yourself. He can help you change. Guys, I've known guys that uh, we start banging on uh, wicked worldly music, which we do all the time. And we do that without apology, guys. We do that on purpose. Right. Well, some guys say, man, I couldn't, I couldn't stop listening to that. Can I tell you, Jesus can help you stop right. listening to that garbage? Yep. He can help you. He can, he can do that through you, do that in you. I've dealt with this before that... Especially on the routes, you'll hear guys uh, cuss, say bad words, and we say, hey, don't say that. And I've had guys respond to me before. I remember one instance um, very clearly. I said that to a guy, and he was like, dude, I can't help myself. I can't stop. Mm. Well, maybe that's true, but Jesus can help you stop. Mm. He can give you the power to do what you cannot otherwise. Hey, guys, how about this one? This one's hard. Maybe something horrible has happened in your past. Something bad has happened to you before and you have hatred in your heart for somebody. Mm. Can I tell you, Jesus can help you forgive that person. Mm. You say, no, no, I've tried, but I can't forgive it. No, Jesus can give you the power to help you forgive them when you can't do it in and of yourself. Hey guys, Peter's walking on top of the water, not because he could do it, but because Jesus did it through him. And guys, God can help you do things that are impossible for you to do. He can help you change your attitude. Some of us look at it the rest of our lives and say, man, if I live a long life, George, I got, I don't know, 50 more years, 60 more years. Bro, how can I be faithful all that time? Can I tell you, you can't be, but Jesus can be through you because he's God. We serve a supernatural person and the steps of progress. Peter's walking on top of the water. He has a startling performance. Guys, those disciples that are in the boat when Peter first got out, they're probably like, 
you're, you're crazy. You're an idiot. Why would you get out of this boat? Then he's walking to on top of the water. They're like, bro, look at him. Wow. He, I, always, I always knew he could do that. You know, <laughs> change your tune so quick. That's how we are. Guys, he's doing something that no one has ever done. Guys, this is why the Bible says with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. What is it talking about? Whatever Jesus wants us to do, he's going to give us the power to do it. Yeah. That's why, guys, when we preach sometimes and you think, well, I know what they say and I know what, what, what they do, but I could never do that. Hey, guys, you don't have to measure yourself against Pastor, Brother Tut, or me or whoever. You know, you just need to be obedient to what Jesus tells you to do. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever he tells you to do from his word, he's going to help you do. Mm -hmm. Guys, this is why, this is why when Peter said, Lord, if it's you, bid me come. Let me come out on the water. Give me the permission. And what did Jesus say? Verse 29, come. Mm -hmm. Guys, this message is not, what did Brother Tom preach about today? He said, I believe I can fly. No. Let me tell you something. You can do what Jesus wants you to do. Yeah. This yeah. is not an excuse to say, based off of what you preach today, brother Tom, I'm going to start my own business. And I know because the Lord will help me. Guys, if God doesn't want you to do that, business is going to fail. Mm -hmm. Or let's bring it down to your level. I know God can help me do things that I could never do in and of myself. I think I'm going to try to talk to that girl and date her one day. Some of you are going to sink. All right? You're going to go down. We're going to talk to you next week. Like, how's it going? You're done. Listen, guys, I'm not saying, listen, some people, they hear these things from the Bible. The Bible says I can do all things through Christ. All things through Christ. That means I'll start my own business. I'll be a millionaire. That's not what it's saying. Yeah. And sorry, Steph Curry, you can put it on your shoes, but that doesn't mean you're going to hit the three at the end of the game. <laughs> what is that verse talking about? I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Anything he wants me to do, Jaden, he's going to help me do. He's yeah. going to give me the strength to do. Mm -hmm. Guys, so that means we talk about tithing. Some of you got like 10% of my money. Bro, I feel like I don't got 10% of nothing right now. Yeah. Hey, guys, he can help you do that. He right. can help you be faithful. He can help you have a good attitude. Maybe you have some of those those sin issues in your life. Maybe you do cuss. Maybe you do listen to wicked music. Maybe you do flirt with cheap girls. Can I tell you, Jesus can help you stop doing all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Why? Because he wants you to. Mm -hmm. you got to get scriptural permission. Hey, guys, what he wants you to do, guys, this, this message is not an excuse. By the time I'm going to get up on that bridge and jump off, and I know Jesus is going to come through for me. No, you're going to splat on the rocks below because he didn't tell you to do that. Yeah. What, you say, what did Jesus tell me to do? It's all right here. Mm -hmm. You know what he wants you to do? He wants you to be faithful to church. Right. You know what he wants you to do? Read your Bible every day. You know what he wants you to do? Be a soul winner. Can I tell you, that can be scary. Oh, yeah. Walking up to a total stranger say, hey, do you know where you're going when you die? Like, excuse me, who are you? <laughs> you know, are you going to kill me in three seconds? No, no. That can be a scary, a scary thing. Guys, but with man, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Acts 1.8, and you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be witnesses. He gives us power to be witnesses for him. To tell people how to get saved. John 1.12, it says, as many as received him, everyone that, that has gotten saved, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Yeah. You know what it's saying? He's given us what we need to live for him. You know what that tells me? There's no excuses now. Well, bro, I, I, I grew up in this neighborhood. You're a Christian. Now you have the Holy Spirit living within you. You have the power to do right. 
He gives me the power to stop doing what's wrong, and he gives me the power to start doing what's right. Bro, to read my Bible every day? I don't know if I can do that. You're right, but Jesus can do it through you. Yeah. yeah. To give up that music? Dude, I've listened to that music a long time. Jesus can help you stop listening to the wicked worldly music. Yeah. Guys, whatever the issue is, and I, can't, I know I can't hit on every one of them, but whatever the, the, the blockage is, the obstacle in your mind, I could never overcome this. Listen, if Jesus told you to do it, you can do it. If he told you to stop doing it, you can stop doing it. Why? Because he's giving you the power. Peter didn't walk on the water because Peter was good at it. Peter walked on the water because Jesus gave him the power to do it. Hey, guys, what in your life have you been sinking in and drowning in? Say, I could never overcome this. I could never overcome this. Listen, if Jesus told you to do it, do it with his power. If he told you to stop doing it, and stop doing it with his power. Right. Well, Tom, you don't understand. I come from a family background, and we've, we've, we've all had this sin problem. We've all struggled with this. It was in my, my dad and my granddad, and as far back as I've heard, we've always had this problem. Who cares? You can break that cycle. You can break that chain. Why? Because you're better than him? No, but because you have Jesus living inside of you. Yeah. And he can help you do things that you can't do in and of yourself. Mm-hmm. And he can help me do things. That I can't do in and of myself. Brother Tom, don't you realize it's 2023? Every guy's a lustful pig. You don't have to be. Right. Because you're a Christian. Yeah. And Jesus has told you to have a clean mind and a pure life. Yeah. He can help you walk on top of the water, young man. Mm-hmm. He can help you do what no one, Jaden, in your public school does. Mm-hmm. He can help you do it. Why? Because you're better than them? No. But because Jesus lives inside of you. Yeah. The steps of progress. Hey, guys, we need to take steps of progress. And Fernando, it's not because I'm better than anybody. Because I'm not. I'm weak. But he's strong. And he can help me do what I cannot do in and of myself. Guys, what an encouragement that is. We think of the great Apostle Paul, right? One of the greatest Christians. You know what he said? 1 Timothy 1.12. I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who hath enabled me. You know what enabled means? He gave me the power. He wasn't a great Christian because he was so much better and so much smarter than everybody. Jesus gave him the power and he used it. And he gives us all the power. We just got to use it. Guys, there was a settling presence. Jesus said, it is I. It, it comforted him. He gave him scriptural permission. Now, now, guys, let me just, again, hit this before I move on. If Peter would have jumped out of that boat and said, Lord, it's you. And Jesus didn't tell him to come. Peter's going down. Now, I think personally the Lord would have still saved him. But that word in verse number 29, when Jesus said, come, that's key. Yeah. He gives him permission. He said, okay, you're allowed to. And that's why Aiden, he could walk on top of the water. Mm-hmm. So again, guys, this message is not, well, Tom, you really inspired me. I'm going to go do this because I know nobody can stop me and nobody can stand in my way. No, yes, they can. They absolutely can. But yeah. if Jesus tells you to do something from his word, then you take his word on and say, I'm going to start doing it with his power. And if you do, God will help you. Right. God will help you do what you cannot do in and of yourself. Thank God for that. And guys, the startling performance, he's doing what no one else could do. And then the last part of verse 29, it says to go to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you, that's the sure product. Guys, you said, I've been doing some great things in my Christian life. I've been doing some amazing things in my Christian life. It's, it's wonderful. Can I tell you the things that Jesus wants us to do? Guys, it's always going to lead us closer to him. It's always going to lead us closer to him. George, I've heard of guys that say, God gave me this job. God gave me this job. But... This job's going to keep me away from church on Sundays. This job's going to take me away from spiritual people. This job, uh, I'm going to have to move, and I'm going to be in a bad environment. But I know, hey, Kevin, God opened the door. I know that God gave me this.
Can I tell you, God did not give them that job. God's not going to give you something that will take you farther away from him. God only gives you stuff that leads you closer to him. It says he walked on the water to go to Jesus, to get closer to him. Guys, God's going to help you do things that get get you closer to him. He's not going to give you some job that takes you away from him. Guys, he's not going to give you some cheap girl that takes you away from him. And I, I threw out flippantly that little, well, God opened the door. Can I tell you, the barroom door is open right now, but it doesn't mean God wants you to go there. Yeah. There's plenty of open doors to sin nowadays, guys. Forget that open door thing. Forget that open door thing looking for God's sign and open your Bible and find out. Yeah. The supernatural person. We serve Jesus. He's God. The steps of progress. God allowed Peter to do what no one can do. Mm-hmm. What Peter couldn't do, but he gave him the power to do it. And guys, he can help you do what, what God wants you to do. You say, it's hard for me. I get it. I get it. But God can help you do what you can't, what's impossible for you. Now, I wish the story ended right there. Because it's really cool at this point. Jesus is God walking on top of the water. Peace says, Lord, if it's you, let me come. Come on. He jumps out of the boat. Walking on top of the water. All right, let's pray. That's not the end of the story. Mm-hmm. I wish it was. Yeah. And guys, for some of you, you got saved. You realized Jesus is God. You realized he could take you to heaven when you die. And then he started helping you do things in your Christian life that you could never do in and of yourself. Yeah. Man, I was so wrapped up in that sin, in that music, in that lust, in that pride, in that cussing, in that wickedness. My mind was dirty. Jesus helped me do things that I cannot do. Now I have a clean mind. Now I'm trying to live right. Now I'm trying to help others. He's helping you do what you cannot do. You're making steps of progress. But guys, point number three, Peter was faced with a scary problem. Mm. Again, I wish the the story ended right there. End of the chapter, we move on. We're rejoicing. But guys, verse number 30. When he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried saying, Lord, save me. Guys, what was just going on? He was walking on top of the water to go to Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. And then the next thing we know, it says, when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. Mm -hmm. Hey, guys, can I tell you, listen, listen, listen. Guys, when you get saved and then you start seeing God change your life, you become a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. Guys, 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 get ready because there's going to be a battle. The devil's coming after you. The world's coming after you. The the wicked friends are coming after you. They want to pull you down. They don't want you to keep doing right. The devil's after it. The devil's behind it. And he doesn't like you living for God. He'll stir up problems. Guys. The scary problem. Can I tell you, those scary problems have a strong pull on each one of us. Mm-hmm. You know what the Christian life is all about? Keeping our focus and our eyes on Christ all the time. When things are good, Aiden, we keep our focus on Christ. When things are terrible, we keep our focus on Christ. Mm-hmm. If we do that, guys, we will make it in the Christian life to the end. Yeah. We will cross that finish line victorious. But can I tell you, it's hard because there's pr- problems pulling at us from every different direction all the time. Guys... I wish I could say, I wish some TV preachers say this, but it's a lie, all right? I wish I could say, when you get serious about living for God, when he starts transforming your life, when you start walking on the water, nothing will ever happen bad to you. It's a lie. Mm -hmm. Problems happen to everyone. You know what the key is? What will your reaction be? You listening today? What will your reaction be? And they have a strong pull on us. The problem he saw, it was a mounting, it was alarming. And guys, here's the key to the whole thing. He shifted his attention from looking at Jesus onto the problem. That's the whole story in a nutshell. 
When we face scary problems, guys, and they seem to overwhelm us, are we going to keep our focus on the Lord? Or are we going to shift our focus and divert our focus onto the problem? Mm. Can I tell you, Jesus can handle the problem if we keep our focus on him. Yeah. Kevin talked about it earlier. People dealing with anxiety and, and struggling. Guys, you may have all kinds of problems that get stirred up in your life. Family problems, financial problems, physical problems, all kinds of other stuff. Can I tell you, we need to keep our focus on him. Some of you are in the middle of a storm right now, and it looks very uh, blustery around you. And you think, how can I ever get through this? Can I tell you, you can't, but he can do it through you. And by the way, time out. I think right here, Peter's walking on the water, right, going to Jesus. I think he's freaked out saying, this is amazing. What is going on here? And then Kevin, when he sees sees, uh, how stormy it is around him, I think somewhere in his mind, he's thinking, get this thought. He's thinking, I can't do this anymore. Guys, Peter never did it in the first place. It was Jesus doing it through him. And some of us, that's what we do. When things are smooth and easy, we start changing. George, things start happening in our life. The Lord's helping us, but we think it's us. And then when some problem smashes into our life, then we think, I can't keep doing this anymore. I can't do it. You never did it in the first place. It was always Jesus that helped you. It was always him that changed you. It was always him that that was working inside of you. It was always him. So guys, it was never us in the first place. We've got to keep our focus on him. His attention shifted. By the way, guys, I think when we read this story, time out, everybody, give me your attention for a minute. I think... Somewhere we like insert the thought that Peter got out of the boat and yeah, it was bad. But then when he was walking on the water, then it got worse. The Bible doesn't say that. It doesn't say that it got worse. I mean, the storm was so bad back in verse 24, that it was tossing the ship around, right? And, and the wind was contrary. I think somehow in our minds, we just think, oh, it must have gotten really bad, even worse. Guys, it was always bad. The same God that was powerful enough to help Peter do the first step, And the second step and the third step and how many other steps he did could continue to help him. But what was the key to the whole story? He took his attention from Jesus onto the problem and he began to sink. Hey guys, the problem he saw. What problem are you facing in your life right now? Can I tell you Jesus is greater than that problem? Mm -hmm. You don't have to look away from him. Now, I'm not saying that the storm doesn't make us afraid. I'm not saying the waves aren't, aren't alarming for us to look at. But we're not supposed to look at him. We're supposed to look at him, casting all your care upon him because he cares for you. Right. You keep your focus on Jesus and let him take care of the storm and the problem around you. Yeah. That's it. That's the key, guys. Listen, you say, I don't understand this right now. When you start facing a problem in your life, you'll get it. Because we want to look away from him onto the problem, the problem that he saw, the panic that set in, the person that was sinking. Verse number 30 at the end, it says, he cried saying, Lord, save me. Peter begins to sink. He begins to go down. If he was scared before, he's really freaking out at this point. He's going down. And what does he cry out? Lord, save me. Guys, aren't you glad? Thank the Lord. Verse number 31. And immediately. (laughs) Aiden, I read that and I thought, that is awesome. Guys, when we do things, listen, whose fault was it that Peter looked away? Peter's fault. Right? George, it was his fault. Jesus had enough power to keep him walking on top of the wall. I don't care how bad the storm is. Jesus is stronger than the wind. He's stronger than the rain. He's stronger than the storm. Whose fault was it that he looked away? It was Peter's. 
I'm so glad, though, Kevin, when he starts to sink and he cries out, Lord, save me, immediately Jesus pulls him up. He didn't say, well, you learned your lesson? <laughs> Peter, don't know, you guys help! Aren't you glad the Lord doesn't make us suffer a little bit? Yeah. Are you sure? You sure you, you're going to keep your eyes on me now? No. Immediately, he reaches down and pulls him up. Yeah. Thank God for that. Yeah. The Lord's not trying to uh, punish us and scare us and freak us out. Guys, he, he cares for us. He has tender mercy towards us. I'm thankful for that. The plea that was serious and the pull that was sudden. And then point number four and last, the specific perspective. Guys, the supernatural person. We serve Jesus. Why? Because he's God. He can help us make steps of progress. Guys, he can help you do things that you could not in and of yourself. And guys... I don't care who you are, where you come from, what your skin color is, how much money your family has or doesn't have. That's all meaningless. He doesn't just change the life of preachers or kids that grew up in church or kids that go to public or Christian school. Guys, he can change anybody. He's God. He is God. We need to let that sink in. He is God. He can help you. You say, my background is rough. Jesus has enough power to overcome that. He can help you do it. Well, you don't understand what I messed up with before. Who cares? Jesus has enough power to help you overcome it. He can help you make steps of progress, but we face scary problems, and they have a strong pull on us, guys. But point number four, the specific perspective. You know what everything is about in the Christian life? Keeping our eyes and our focus on Christ. That's it. Looking under Jesus. That's what it's all about. Guys, the enormity of our problems make us, makes us fearful. But there's an evaluation that we must factor in. I, if all you guys would turn to 1 John 4.4, 4, and Kevin, I'll have you read it once we get there. 1 John 4.4. 4. We're almost done, guys. I will be quick wrapping this up. 1 John 4.4. 4. I want you to see this. I want you to see this for your life. So please, just toward the back of the Bible, if you can find Revelation, go just back a little bit, and you'll find 1 John 4.4. 4. Go ahead, Mr. Kevin. First John 4 4. First John 4 4. You're of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Yeah. Guys, I love that. I love that. He's saying, listen, you have overcome them. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Right. And you know, you guys know what this symbol is? No, it is technically a math symbol. I'm sorry to bring greater that up. Greater than. Greater than. Guys, Jesus is greater than you can you can name it. You fill in the blank. Anything, everything. He's greater than. He's got more power. He's mightier. Guys, he can handle it. Greater than. Hey, whatever you're facing in life, Jesus is greater than that. Greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. In that verse, it's saying greater is, is he that lives in us, the Holy Spirit that lives in us, than, I believe, the devil that lives in the world, that controls a lot of people out in the world. He's greater than that. But guys, can I tell you, if your family's going through a rough situation, Jesus is greater than that. Yeah. Guys, if, if your family doesn't have a lot of money right now, Jesus is greater than that. Yes. Guys, if you're dealing with stress and you're dealing with a family that's falling apart, Jesus is greater than that. Right. Go to him and get the help that you need. Keep your eyes, your focus on him, the evaluation that we must factor in. Hey, guys, as you're doing things that are impossible for you to do and you see turbulent circumstances around you, remind yourself he's greater than those circumstances around you. 
You say the time, like what? He's greater than your problems. He's greater than your fears. He's greater than your stresses. He's greater than the storms that you face. He's greater than your weakness, your inability, your failures, your frailties, your past. He's greater than all of that. You say, I've messed up a lot. So what? Jesus is greater than that. I'm weak. He's strong. He's greater than anything that we face in our lives. But guys, there's an essential focus. Hey, guys, you want to live a great Christian life, you want to be successful in this thing, keep your eyes and your focus on him. Right. Hebrews 12, 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And if you look that word looking up in the, in the Greek, guys, here's what the word means. Looking away from everything else and focusing on him. Good. Isn't that the total opposite of what Peter did? Right? Yeah. You follow me? Peter was looking at the Lord and took his eyes off the Lord and looked at the problem. Mm-hmm. Guys, we need to look away from the things in our life, the problems, the issues, the worries. We need to look away from those things and focus on him. You know how you do that? Spending time with him every day. You know how you do that? Taking your worries and your cares and your concerns to him. He can help you. Back in the Old Testament, this this king, Jehoshaphat, he was facing a huge army against him. uh, um, Impossible odds that he was facing. He prayed to God. He said, God, wilt thou not judge them? He says, for we have no might against this great company that cometh against us, neither know we what to do. Last part of the verse, but our eyes are upon thee. Jehoshaphat said, Lord, we don't have the physical might or strength to go up against these guys. And we don't even have a cool strategy, Jaden, to figure it out. You know, sometimes a smaller army can whip a bigger army if they got better strategy. He says, we don't have either. We don't have the physical strength and we don't have the, the mental strategy to figure this thing out. But guys, God, our eyes are on you. Guys, sometimes you're going to face a problem and you can't figure it out and you can't deal with it in your own strength. But you say, Lord, I'm trusting in you. I'm hoping in you. God, I'm, I'm, I'm depending on you, relying on you with everything that I have. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, listen. Right now in your life, are you going to have that essential focus? Hmm. Hey, guys, we're almost done. In a year from now, are you going to have that focus? That's good. Guys, when you become an adult, are you going to have that focus? That's good. Guys, this is the Christian life. This is yeah. why the message is called the Christian life. Because yeah. it's all right here. I feel like the whole Christian life is contained in this little story. Yeah. Right. He's God. Don't get it mistaken. He's not just a good man. He's God. And he can help you do things that you cannot. Yeah. I've seen people change. People that used to be depressed and thought about Kevin uh, committing suicide. Now they have joy and they spread yeah. that joy to people around them. Only right. God can do that to yeah. a person. Only God can do that. That's not some program they went to. That's not some after school uh, group that they met with. No, guys, that's God changing and doing things inside a person that no one else can do. Yeah. But we face some scary problems. What will our reaction be? We need to have that perspective specific perspective. God, help me to keep my eyes on you, my focus on you. And guys, that is evidenced by forward movement. Listen, if we say keep our eyes on God, that doesn't just mean we have a warm and fuzzy feeling on the inside, Fernando. That's not what it's talking about. Well, Lord, I trust you. I trust you, but I'm going to stay home today. I, I trust you, though. Oh, I feel it. No, that's, not, that's probably heartburn. That's not trusting God. You know how it's, how it's evidenced whether you trust God? By you keep moving forward. Right. By you keep doing what's right. Hey, if Peter trusted God in this story, you know how it's evidenced? By him taking another step. By him taking another step. Hey, Jesus is greater than the storm, but what are we focused on today? And then, guys, the end is foreshadowed. Now, let me throw this your way. I'll be fast with this. Um, 
these are just parallels, guys. As I was studying this, I thought this is cool. I'm not saying these verses are like uh, teaching this, but I just, as I was reading, I thought, man, that's kind of cool. So I'll throw it your way as the end is foreshadowed. So at the end of the story, what happens? He starts to sink. Lord, save me immediately. Right. He, Jesus didn't let him gurgle, gurgle for a while. He pulled him up immediately. Thank God. Pulls him up. He says, why did you doubt? Right. He's saying, Jesus is basically saying, I can handle the storm. Just keep your eyes on me. OK. He pulls him up. Then what happens? They get in the boat. Right. And verse number uh, 32, they were coming to the ship. The wind ceased. Now everything's calm. And then verse number 33, they worship Jesus. I mean, guys, they got a whole new perspective on who Jesus is now. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, you've done some cool things, but wow. You are God. You are the son of God. Hey, guys, the end is foreshadowed. Can I tell you, he snatched Peter up. He, he put him back in the boat with the other disciples. Everything was calm and still on the, on the water now, and they glorified the Savior. Can I tell you, that's how it's going to end for us, too. It reminds me of, Kevin, one day, God's going to snatch us up. You say, what are you talking about? It's called the rapture of the church. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17. One day, he's going to snatch us up. He's going to gather us with the saints. Guys, he's going to put us in a place that's a gentle situation. What I mean by that, there's going to be no more troubles, trials, temptations. And guys, what are we going to do there? We're going to glorify our Savior. Guys, the Christian life, what is it all about? It's about who we serve. We serve God. Jesus is God, very clearly. It's demonstrated over and over and pounded on. He can help us make steps of progress. Guys, in your life, he can help you do things that you cannot otherwise. There's no other ex- explanation for it in the world except God did it through you. Yeah. We're going to face some scary problems. I wish that part, I wish I didn't have to put that in the message. I wish we could delete point number three, but it's true. All of us are going to face problems. You say how often? Constantly. But the the specific perspective, what will your focus be? George, what will your focus be? Tom, what will your focus be? Aiden, what will your focus be? That's the key, guys. You want to continue being a good Christian? What will your focus be? Yeah. Hey, keep your eyes on the Lord. He can provide what you need. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Keep your focus on him. What does the Bible say? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Yeah. Guys, don't take away your focus from the Lord onto anything. A problem or even something that appears good, mm-hmm. keep your focus on the Lord. Right. He'll give you the blessings that you need. He'll yeah. give you what you need in life. Guys, the supernatural person, we serve Jesus. He's God. He can help us make steps of progress. We're going to face scary problems. But the whole Christian life is all about that specific perspective. Will you keep your eyes focused on Jesus no matter what is going on around you? Guys, in my mind, this little story shows the whole Christian life. Guys, I want to have a successful Christian life. But you know what it's all about? Keeping our focus on Jesus no matter what is swirling around us. That's what it's all about. Let's